Welcome to Boss Women, a podcast about women, comedy, and business. My name's Katie, and this is my mum, Karen. <laughs> Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Who have we got on this week, Karen? Um, we have the absolutely wonderful comedian and friend of the Gilda Bloon, Zoe Lyons. Hello, girls. Hello. <laughs> Zoe started stand-up in the early noughties and was in the final of So You Think You're Funny in 2004. Look at that voice you're putting on. She has appeared at Live in the Apollo, Mock the Week, Room 101. Uh, and is a regular on Radio 4's Just the Minute. She lives in Brighton with her <laughs> lovely wife, Cindy. Hove, actually. <laughs> oh, 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 which is Hove in Brighton. Oh, oh right. yes, yes. Which is all very posh. <laughs> Welcome, Zoe. Thank you so much for coming and doing our little boss women <laughs> yes uh, how's your fringe going it's going brilliantly well Katie yeah. it's going really really well it's a bit hot being on with but it, um, it was a little it. warm in the room to begin with <laughs> I'd like to say that uh, Zoe is a full sellout this year yeah so far we've still got a week and a bit to go but yeah. it's looking alright isn't yeah, it you're, you're and, doing an extra show and do well. you know that is the first time ever that we have had a total sellout is that right yeah 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 oh, last time it, you were with us no I mean it was pretty close yeah. but this, this year's been really Really good. Yeah. It's been really Do you good. Like that earlier time slot as well. I love the earlier time slot because yeah. I think I peak around about quarter six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Don't think that she's on before lunch, everybody. No, she's no, it's on. not that early. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's on at uh, five forty-five. Five forty-five, and it's perfect. Yeah. And I thought this year when I came up, um, I'd be able to see loads more shows because I was on that little bit early. But it seems that everybody's gone just that little yeah, bit so earlier this yeah. year. There's loads between four and six. Yeah, loads of people seem to be going earlier and earlier. Yeah. There's, a lot of comedy on during that, the day as well. Yeah. It's not, you, it was usually always theatre, wasn't it? That's right. That's changed quite a lot. Yeah. But the dining room, you see, is uh, our traditional theatre space. Yes. So up until you, it is it is theatre in there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably why it's so nice as a comic to play that room, because it's such a lovely shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a flat, shape, floor, flat, flo- flat floor. Flat floor. Flat floor. Flat floor. Break seating. Does that happen on stage? Oh, do you know, it did yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday was one of those days where I was like, am I wearing somebody else's mouth or teeth? (laughs) And and it just kept happening, and you're like, oh, God, you know. And I try and hit words perfectly, and it just was all over the place. (laughs) Every fringe you have one of those, where the words just get stuck. I I absolutely love the show, um, but I also loved um, watching all that you did took all these selfies at mm-hmm. the end yeah. you've got on the screen all these selfies of yourself yeah. and it's, they're hilarious some of them are brutal I don't aren't they? got to be able to see it because yeah. it's sold out the whole time so tell us how did you get into comedy oh gosh well I was fairly late I suppose starting I started when I was about 29 um, and like most things in my life it's been a sort of procrastination to get to any point I went to uni mm. and then I knew I just didn't know what I wanted to do what did you study? I studied psychology oh my goodness yeah but I really looking into it yeah. because you didn't know what you wanted I to do I really didn't know what to do <laughs> and you know when the, I, I just knew I wanted to I wanted to move away from home I was living in Glasgow and I wanted to move away from home so I I, felt I, got, I looked up York University and they had a very pretty prospectus with <laughs> <laughs> genuinely with them um, with a lot of daffodils on the front cover and I thought that looks pretty so I applied <laughs> different there. from Glasgow yeah yeah I thought oh I'll go there and I just 
picked psychology and because it was neither one thing or the other, actually the course I did, you could decide whether you wanted to be a BA or a BSc. So it was oh, neither really? arts nor science. It, you sure. could, it could be either. And I'm like, well, that sounds a bit like me, a bit wishy-washy. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then m- most of the time I was there, I spent just with the drama department. Yeah, you didn't want to go and do drama straight away. Not straight away. Mm. I think I was a little intimidated. I probably, I think I was the only one from psychology who was in the drama department. It was all English mm-hmm. undergraduates. Yeah, yeah. And York was a little bit of an Oxbridge reject university. So for the oh, first really? time in my life, I was with people who had, you know, regular bottles of champagne in yeah. the fridge. And <laughs> oh so I God. felt a bit intimidated by, you know, a lot, a lot of them went on to do very, very successful things within theatre yeah. somebody just yesterday sent me a photo on Facebook of me from 1992 in a production here in Edinburgh really? <laughs> yeah oh, I'll show really? it to you after. Really? I've got long hair and I'm wearing a skirt <gasps> oh, oh wow that hasn't happened since <laughs> <laughs> so then after that I went to I, I travelled for a bit I went around Australia just doing the usual backpacky thing mm-hmm. was this after uni? after uni oh, yeah really? and then um did I do that? I went to, ended up moving to London and then I went to drama school. Did I, went, I did a two-year drama, drama course at the Poor School in London, which is designed so that you, you study in the evening and at the weekend so you can still work during mm. the day. Yeah, yeah, so it true. wasn't prohibitively expensive. Yeah. And well, then after that... What was your job during the day? I was remember. bartending and waitressing and data yeah. inputting and all of those horrific things that people do. Yeah. Um, very briefly did a bit of um, cold calling. I was terrible at it. Oh, I got sacked after a week. Um, <laughs> so I was too nice. Not a bad thing to be terrible at, though. I know, I was too <laughs> nice. Like, people were like, we're not interested. I was like, fair enough, I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be either. Yeah, so exactly. I got sacked from that. Um, and then... Yes, I think at drama school it became fairly obvious that actually acting is really hard. You are so um, dependent on people giving you a role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, unless you're writing stuff yourself. Did you actually want to be an actor then? At that point, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, but I always ended up playing the sort of comedic role. I was always you wanted to to go out in front of an audience. Oh yeah, yes, Mm -hmm. that was it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I liked playing the comedic roles. Sure. But then when I left drama school, didn't have an agent. I only think I think one person in our year got an agent. You know. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I started watching more and more stand up, and I went, well, maybe it's this, and just booked myself in to do a five minute spot at the King's Head in Crouch End. Yeah. 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 You know, where there's like fourteen other on at the night yeah, yeah. and no audience and how was that first experience was do you it? know what it was brilliant yeah did you enjoy it do you know what I was so excited yeah and I couldn't believe I'd actually done it and I was so thrilled that I made the, 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 the decision there and then that's yeah. it this is what I'm doing oh really how, how, what was your material it was how? awful <laughs> it was awful it was around about the time of um, the first invasion of Iraq, and I think I did some stuff about Tony Blair sexing up the, the weapons of dis- mass destruction documents <laughs> and comparing it to a Mills and Boone's novel. It was awful. Um, that sounds very inventive. It was terrible. And, but do you know what? I think it was just the excitement of being on stage and saying words that weren't somebody else's. Yeah. And 
I had the confidence. I had the confidence of like a drunk crossing the road. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and at least it wasn't about periods. No, it wasn't about periods. <laughs> but, but but it's funny you should say that actually because now by because my thing, menstrual because, yeah, <laughs> because now because at that time women were judged very harshly about their material. Yeah. And if you did mention something like periods, it was always like, oh god, this is what you talk Another about. And um, there's a brilliant show up here at the Fringe this year by Jen Brister who's doing meaning. Yes. 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 And she's concentrating very much on women's subjects, including periods and menstruation and and um, and the menopause. And you know, actually, it's really refreshing. I think because it's become full, it's, full it's come circle, full yeah. circle. Yes. And now it's really important to start talking about it again because. 15 years ago, you would, you know, if you mentioned anything to do with being a woman on stage that was, you know, that made yeah. the audience flinch, you could see them going, oh, typical. No, no, it's like all the men. Even despite the fact that they had a string of 15 blokes coming on doing, you know. Yeah, penis jokes. Penis whatever, jokes yeah. and hand solo jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get, and then as soon as the woman came on stage, they went, I bet she's like, oh, there she goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, has to talk about being a woman. Yeah, exactly. And Blessedly, we've come full circle yeah, on that. Well, I mean, that's our kind of first question for you, I guess, yeah. is about your experience from starting comedy and where we are now, yeah. and how it's changed about being a woman in the arts industry. I mean, I mean, being being stand-up specifically, yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I first started, it has changed an awful lot since when I first started. You know. Mm. Um, so I can always... I just get this clear that you started late nineties then or early early noughties? Early noughties. Yeah, so you, it would have right. been. 2001 because the, the comedy the stand-up comedy industry had changed a lot in the 90s and yes. there was a lot of girls that were trying to be like boys you know yeah. um ladette, ladette style comedy but then it was starting to come round again in the yeah. early noughties it is a real evolution that's right you know it's a real um but even still when i started uh, it was a challenge being a woman on stage. Mm-hmm. I often had men at the front just fold their arms or walk out. Yeah, yeah. you know, fold them ar- arms and say, "Make us laugh." Yeah, that, or, yeah, or yeah. I didn't pay to listen to a woman. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Um, um, I think when I first started, I was really, I really wanted them to like me, so I didn't, I didn't even mention being gay initially. Yeah, I, I think, I think most audiences members assumed that if you were a woman on stage you probably were gay yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. there was something wrong with you and you were clearly angry yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a weird prejudice that you have did you have um, did you notice because we were talking to Henry Naylor um, yesterday and he was talking about how the journalists coverage of women was awful as well and mm. there was an incredible bias towards men as well did you notice that or? yeah the language people use yeah. you know um, about women, about yeah, yeah. still like printing the words "women aren't funny" and stuff like that. It, you know, I mean, yeah, just... I mean that's, I mean you've got that so much. Yeah, thankfully that has kind of stopped well, a little bit. But I mean, and, and and many female comedians will tell you this. Often it's women that would come up to you after shows and go, "I don't normally find women funny." And yeah, I was like, yeah. "You shouldn't. You need more, you know, <laughs> respect for yourself yeah, and your exactly. gender." I know. How on earth can it not? Be? How can it be that half the population of the planet can't be entertaining? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How is that even a possibility? Yeah. It's just bizarre. And I think in this country, a lot of it comes from the fact that uh, the traditions of stand-up, the old working men's clubs, mm-hmm. you know, fat yes. blokes in spinny bow ties telling slightly off jokes to other blokes and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and then and their misses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. In a smoking environment, down in pints. Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah. Because that's where it sort of stemmed from. Mm-hmm. It was either that or panto, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So there were two sorts of comedy that people were accepting of. 
blokey humour mm-hmm. or very camp humour. Sure, sure, yeah. And anything in between was like, oh my God, what's what this? this? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it has changed. It has. It's really changed. And I notice, you know, you notice in your audiences that you know I get a real demographic and yeah. a real split. I still get blokes who've clearly been brought along by their wives. Their wives. Don't really want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to them, grow up here, have yeah, a pint, yeah. come back later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did you do your first solo show at Fringe? Oh, that would have been two thousand four. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. two thousand four. It was two thousand and four. You did. Um... It was. So you think you're funny, wasn't it? Uh, Fine. N- n- um, was it? We looked it up. Oh, it must be then. So I, you, you must have. Been did you do it the following year to show you think you're funny? I must have done. It was, I'm sure it's 2004. My first solo shot. I got nominated for newcomer that yeah, year. Yeah, wow. So that was quite nice. Yeah, well, it couldn't, nice. Yeah, it couldn't have been 2004 then, because oh. so you think? Was you're it funny? 2007? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know. It's all a bit of a blur. Yeah, yeah. I was in the loft bar till five a.m. probably every night. No idea. Oh god. Mm. Um, Must have been two thousand seven. So your your That's first right. solo show got nominated. Yeah, oh, which was so lovely bad. because I'd had a hell of a month. It was your classic Edinburgh story sure. of, you know. So-so reviews, mm-hmm. not very many people in. I mean, not very many people in. <laughs> Sometimes four, five. Yeah, I think five yeah. was the lowest I yeah. did. Um, mixed responses from the audience. I had the whole sort of spectrum, spectrum. of yeah, of of having lovely shows, dreadful shows, yeah. uh, very small audiences, and then right at the end got nominated for best newcomer. And, yeah, and that's lo- that was so lovely. Yeah, yeah, that was really really nice. Mm. Um, and how did your material develop? I mean, do you find it hard to write material? It's funny. It, people ask me how I go about writing, and I, I don't have a process. Things just occur. I sort of log things away in my head mm-hmm. and go, I can use that at some point, I can use that at some point. Um, and then I find a way of using it. Um, and sometimes routines just work themselves out on stage. I've no idea how or where they came from. It's just keeping little kernels of ideas in my sure. head. But you need to actually do... do, you do a lot of it happens on stage, you think? Yeah, that's why I do a lot, a lot of, of previews. previews and yeah, stuff, yeah, work it out on stage. Yeah. And I will have an idea about something. I'll try and sort of express it, but... It, it's, yeah. For me, I try and take a... Um, a slightly complicated idea and make it as simple as I possibly can mm-hmm. in the most I mean my, my way of doing it is quite physical and animated on stage yeah um, and uh, I consider it a success if I've managed to take something that is quite complicated and turn it sure into something really simple yeah yeah. without without trying to tell everybody how your show is mm. the the fly is great yeah oh, I mean no one's talking about that but <laughs> And the fly is from Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've managed to combine, this is what I mean about my material, I've managed to combine an imaginary, drunken, Glaswegian fly and the idea of Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, as you do. So, Genius. I mean, well, it's, it's, um, it's, it, I love to see audiences delighted by something so ridiculous, but it's obviously clicked in their heads. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. because that annoyance of a fly mm. in the room it's mm. so yeah, exactly. annoying mm. yeah. so I don't know I don't know where that idea came from I've no I can't remember writing it I just remember doing it on the stage and going this is funny and mm-hmm. people laughed so then I did it more and then yeah. you're like then you're like well how can I link that into something else so yeah 
Yeah, he makes a, he's the star of the show now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is. So over the past couple of years, you've started doing more TV stuff. Yes. Do you what? feel, I mean, a lot of these panel shows, there's a lot of conversation about women on, the, on yeah. panel shows. On well, there's not enough the women UK. on them. Yeah. Do you feel like the talking woman on a on a panel, or do you? I mean, how well, does it feel going on these shows? Is it? I'm, I mean, do you the, enjoy sh- them? the show I do the most is Mock the Week. Yeah. And um, until they allowed Angela Barnes and I to be on the same show together, I was always the only woman on the show. Really? Yeah. Mm. And then what was it? Last year or the year before, they started having That's two crazy, women on the show. And this is ridiculous. But it's that's as far as they'll go, probably. Yeah. Oh yes. And this is as ridiculous as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. Yeah. And. Um, and you're only allowed to sit in certain seats as well. No. Yeah, yeah, you, you notice we're never in any other seats. You, uh, the one beside the question. I'm in the middle on one side. All right. And Angela's only allowed to sit in the other seat at the far end. The furthest away. Because she has a, a problem hearing with one ear, so has to have her good ear. what she would in. normally be in the, yeah. in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's bad, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my God. And all, you know... And, and literally, there is only a handful of women being used on these panel shows. Yeah, still. 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 Yeah. Um, I think it is getting better again, but it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, you know, um, obviously, as the only woman, you're the one bit of difference in that lineup. Yeah. So, of course, everybody's eyes are drawn to, you know, it's like when you look at a sort of Mensa puzzle and you're like, which is the what one out? And you go, what is that one? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Circle the different one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that one with boots. <laughs> yeah. So every time an audience's eye is going, oh, there. Yeah. So you're obviously judged differently from everybody else on the panel because yeah. you are the difference. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, unless, and if you're the only one, then that's, you know. Yeah. And my philosophy has always been, you know, I just put my head down and get on. I've always just yeah, got on with it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You seem to just I know, think, I think don't think about it too much. It's probably easier do doing radio then because you're not being visually... Yes and no, but then your voice is different. I mean, you, it's difference, isn't it? It's just you're constantly the difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly being judged differently. Do you and do you know what it's like? Do you know, what it's, you know when, you, when you're out with a group of mates? Yeah. And it's your mates, yeah. and you've got so much in common, and you banter, 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 banter off each other, and it's, yeah. you feel comfortable, and you, you know, you have those great conversations. Mm-hmm. But often, you know, in the, the panel sort of situations, you can be the only one that's not in that circle of mates either. Sure, sure. You know, the guys all know each other because they're roughly the same age, and they've yeah, done some things. Done so again, you're the difference. You're the odd one out. Yeah. Um, uh, so it can be challenging, yeah. and sometimes you think, oh. Sorry, I can't be bothered anymore. Yeah. You do have moments where you go, I just can't be bothered anymore. Then you get over it and just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Do you prefer radio to TV or do you have a um, do you have a preference? I enjoy both for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy both for different reasons. I mean what is your ambition for yourself? This <laughs> has always been my problem, Karen. <laughs> I've got very loose ideas yeah, of the yeah. future. I think this is why it's taken me such a long, meandering route. To, I mean, my career is a marvel because there's been absolutely no planning whatsoever. <laughs> there's been no planning whatsoever. You meet these very determined young comedians who have a five-year plan of where they're going, what they were doing, what sure. they want to do. Do you know what? It's been a meandering little adventure of delight. Yeah. And I, I hope it just sort of carries on like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've, I've started to do stuff. You know, slightly odd things. I've just done some celebrity, massive inverted commas, Master Chef. Yeah, so that's yeah, coming I'm so out. So that's you. God plan for Did stuff you know like that? that. Can you cook? I'm a one pot wonder, Karen. Oh, oh. very good. I'm a one pot wonder. 
Um, I'm certainly not a delicate. I'm not delicate in anything in my life, so it, that is truly reflected in my so cooking as well. Was... Yeah, there's no wafer thin wutons or wontons. It's it's um, wutons. <laughs> it's like good casseroles. That sort of thing. Hearty chunks of meat, meat, and veg. meat and veg. Oh, yeah, there is no there's no piping work. Yeah. Um, so uh, it could all change after that comes out. Oh my! A mega Do you know what I mean? <laughs> God only knows where this will end up. Who knows what'll happen? If I got to do some more acting, that would be lovely because yeah. I do enjoy that and I like the ensemble mm. of it all. Yeah, yeah, you've done a little bit of that. Yeah, I've right? done bits and pieces, and I'm currently writing a sitcom with them. Um, Barry Castanola, a very good friend of mine, a very good comic. Yes, so we're doing Barry. that. Yeah, Barry was here many years ago. Yeah, I love him to pieces. Right, is he not doing a show this year? No, he's not. He just, he just popped up to, as a, as a punter. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm writing something with him. and um, Are you excited about that? Yeah, really excited. We filmed a little taster for, 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 for channels. And um, um, who knows what will happen from that. And I'd like to do more writing as mm. well. because you know, you'd... And a novel? Is there a novel in here? Is there a novel in here? <laughs> you know what? If I sat down and really thought about it, probably, because I do enjoy... My biggest problem has always been lack of confidence when trying something new for the first time. Sure. And Barry badgered me and badgered me and badgered me to start writing scripts for this sitcom. And I was like, I can't, Barry. I can't. I can't. I can't. Because it's awful. But it is my first sort of default mode. And he was so brilliant. He just badgered and badgered and badgered until I finally produced something. And I went, that's all right, actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was the same with starting stand-up I think that's why I was 29 before I started because I went I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't and then at some point your brain goes well if you don't do it now, when? And that's you go, right oh alright then Yeah. and then you know as the, as the older you get you think well what's the worst thing that can possibly happen? I know, I it do, can fail and nobody will hear about yeah, it Yeah. I do believe that most women in their 30s getting to the end of their 30s they realise that if you don't take a big step into something new, you know, yeah. you'll never do it. Yeah, whenever yeah. you do it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a very exciting time for women. I think yeah. anything's possible, you yeah. know. Yeah, tell well, us about, your, about women. Yeah. We're, yeah. Both, we're both on the same page. I know, oh, look at that. Say it together. No, we'll never be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell us about your family and your mum and how you... How did you get on with your mum? My mum has been the most supportive person. Uh, I mean, other than my wife, who, yeah, you know, Cindy, my wife. But my mum has always supported me and always encouraged me. Mm-hmm. Or when there were, even when there was very, very little evidence that it was going to go anywhere. <laughs> um, she's always just encouraged me to I, go for it. I was interested that you lived in Glasgow. Yes, How, yes. Did your family move around? Yeah, I, yeah. We moved from Ireland... To so ex- your father, my is dad's Irish. Irish my yeah. mum's English. I was born in Wales. Oh. <laughs> then we moved to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just doing a radio show about it at the moment, actually, about getting my Irish passport and going back to Ireland. Um, so because you, you got it, yeah, oh, because yeah. you can actually speak. Glaswegian and Irish, can't you? Well, I can do accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what speaking yeah. Glaswegian is, but yeah. yeah. I've got, yeah. because I've had all those different accents growing up, so they're sort of there. Um, so, yeah, we moved from Ireland to Surrey to Glasgow, went to school, went to high school in Glasgow. My mum has always encouraged me, always. She's all, her, her 
Her, her strap line has always been just go for it, Zoe. And she, so where, where's your mum now? My mum now lives in uh, Hove around the corner from me. Oh, oh how fantastic. Yeah. Do you see a lot of her? I do. And she's a, a real character <laughs> and a real, you know, she's, she's a feisty woman. Does she like coming to see you? Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, I take her out on sort of, we, I take her on airings, as we call it. But why? Is she, a, is she of an age? My mum is, what, 74, 74? That's not old now. No, no, I know, but she, I like her, she, she loves to get out of the house. And, um, <laughs> so we, she'll come with me on gigs sometimes, I'll drive oh, her to gigs, and we'll have a sort of, like an really Alan nice, Bennett-esque yeah. experience of my mother swearing at truckers as we drive down the motorway. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And, um... Yeah, she'll sit and watch the show and, you know, give... Does she give crit- feedback? Yeah, I mean, when I've been bad, she was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know, Mum. She went, you were all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you value her, her opinion? In yes. Because she must have seen you so many She's times. seen me a lot. Yeah. But she has, without doubt, has always been so supportive. Was, was there a problem at any time in, in you coming out, as they say? Um, I think that was a challenge for her. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes, certainly. Um, and I think she really worried that... I think my mum's probably of that generation where she, for, for a point she thought she probably was more cool with things than she actually was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then when sure. she was confronted with the fact that her daughter was gay, she sort of went into free-fall panic a yeah. little bit <laughs> and didn't really know what to say or how sure. to react and just thought that my life would be horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was only frightened for you, it wasn't... I, I think so. And, and also, I did, you know, the, the lack of grandchildren from this department obviously <laughs> yeah, was yeah. also an issue. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but look at Jen Brister, she's got twins. Oh, I know. I mean, I was never going to have children anyway. I'm, God bless them, but I really can't stand them. Yeah. <laughs> any, ch- any children, not any, you know, not yeah, any yeah. children in particular, but, you know, just children. I'm, yeah. yeah. Um, you were a child once, you know. But not a happy one for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I'd struggle to deal with a child. But can you, could you talk to your mother about all these kind of things? Oh, now, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's so important. Oh, yeah. Me. And yeah, like I said, the reason we started the podcast, yeah, was yeah, so, so that we could sit down and talk for half an hour because uh, because we work together, all we do is work. just work, yeah. And then you don't have a time to sit down and talk about what the hell's happening around you. How you feel? <laughs> they yeah, argue yeah, about things. Why, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I did tell you. You didn't listen. I did listen. You <laughs> say this. Oh, so you've had an army thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's so important. I think it's so. Im- I can't imagine having. Because there were times when I really thought I was going to give up. Because mm-hmm. you'll hit plateaus sure. and you hit walls, you know. And there were times when I thought I'm really, really going to give up, and I was really depressed because I didn't really have anything else to fall back on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, still sure. very well going. I'm giving up. It's like, what are you going to do? No idea. Um, <laughs> and my mum has, has always said, "You've got to carry on. You've got to keep going." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can't imagine having not had that encouragement. Yeah, do you think that's so... Obviously, this podcast is about me learning life lessons from Karen's vast experience in the arts industry. (laughs) Yeah. The comedy industry. I'm laughing. Would you say that that was your... One that your mum's passed down to you is just having drive and, you know, going... And the other thing my mum has always said is, um, for God's sakes, have fun. Yeah. Try and enjoy your life. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, life isn't always fun. Yeah. And um, it's about recognising those those times in life when you are having fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's... Really we we bang it. on about having a journey, yeah. you know. But actually, we, we, 
it's not the end bit that's important. It's the it's the, the stuff all it. along the way. Yeah. And I really made a, I've made a real conscious effort in the last sort of three or four years to really enjoy my life what you're doing, yeah. and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and that involves um, not getting so stressed about things. Yeah. You know, shedding things that you can't. Yeah, well, that's like that, you, yeah. you would say, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. There's so much small stuff. Yeah. I really, really have unburdened a lot of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I go travelling a lot more. Um, uh, you go diving. I go scuba diving, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, yeah. I bloody love it. And do you know what I like about it as well? People always bang on about it, it's never too late. But actually, it's just rekindling things that you used to enjoy when you were younger. Yeah. And really having a passion for something mm-hmm. other than your work. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think it's really important. Yeah. Yes, who was it we spoke to? Oh, it was Shona McCarthy. Yeah. Who said she she has two daughters, mm. and uh, she wanted to teach them three things. Three things. Mm. One was swimming. Mm. That she wanted them to swim. Wanted them to learn a language. Mm. And play an instrument. And play an instrument. Mm. These three things. All at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why you're a comedian. <laughs> but, you know, something out with, you know, their career. Yes. You know, having something. I think it's really important. I, because this, because being a stand-up is so inward looking Mm -hmm. and so inward concentrated and you have to be self-obsessed and you have to have a level of narcissism to get yourself through it but that constant inward looking is not good and at some point you've got to Mm -hmm. let it go and look out yeah you really do otherwise you become unfortunately quite a dull individual Mm -hmm. and the comedy thrives in dullness no No, but surely it's uh, cathartic anyway Mm. is that the word yeah to to be on stage and, and purge, mm. you know, get things out. Mm. So, you know, it... I mean, it must be a great sense of achievement when you come off and... If it's gone well, yes, it's yeah. brilliant. You know, yeah. But if it hasn't really gone hard. well, it's just really embarrassing. <laughs> but it, I cannot ever think of that with you. I can't... What, no. I, oh, I have moments of real shame. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. real shame. Where you, you go? Had that this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm always very but aware that's on only stage. You, you, you yeah. know that the audience will not have thought that. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think a lot of comedians. I mean, I certainly have it every now and again, like a slight outward, out of body experience on stage, where I'm looking at myself from above, going, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this? You thought you could- this? Yeah, yeah. They've Do paid you mind- for a babysitter. Yeah. You're giving them this?" Yeah. <laughs> I think that is brilliant that you think like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does that happen mostly with your previews and when you're working on No, it happened the other day here. <laughs> you just like, like I drift out of myself and I'm looking at myself, sometimes doing that impression of a fly, going, Really, Zoe? <laughs> but really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I sometimes have dreams. Um, I mean, it's an insecure thing, I think, where I'm on stage oh. and I completely freeze. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing no. else, is there? And you wake up. The recurring actor's nightmare. Oh, mm-hmm. I have it probably once a month really? where I'm in a play 
and nobody will tell me what the play is <laughs> and I don't know and somebody's got the script and they won't show it to me and I'm going please I'm on, I'm yeah. on. Yeah. and I'm yeah. still at the side of the wings in a pair of tights and a sword going, <laughs> just give me the first line I'll wing it from there yeah, and they're exactly. going no no, no. I don't oh, what God. is that that is just insecurity because what we do has no safety net yeah. because it's we're so dependent on ourselves mm-hmm. you know we are we are so dependent there's no there's no sick pay there's no holiday pay there's mm-hmm. no there's no tribunals there's yeah. no none of this stuff there's no pension there's none of those things you're entirely reliant on yourself and sometimes yourself is not sometimes you feel crappy yeah yeah exactly as, as, you feel crappy completely normal, yeah. and that's your business and yeah. you're like you know I'm, I mean as well you know I'm, I'm 46 nearly 47 hitting that point of sort of menopausy sort of very menopausy <laughs> symptoms um, which is what Jen talks about in the show that's why it's so important mm. and turning up and being people's entertainment and feeling like shit sometimes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. in your head uh, yes, in your brain yes. yeah I mean, last night I was really struggling. I'd, you know, yeah, and you can't, <laughs> you can't talk to other male comedians. I try yeah, yeah, sometimes, exactly. and you see them going, "Oh God, no, what?" <laughs> I, did, I said it yesterday before I went on the radio. They went, are you, "Are you ready to go?" And I went, "Well, I've got a terrible premenstrual headache." <laughs> and they went, "Right, well, there's a bottle of water by the desk." <laughs> <laughs> it's good to run away now. Yeah. I'll just leave you to it. <laughs> and I suppose men are difficult to talk to anyway because. Uh, fellow comedians I mean mm. because they are so out there for, they, they are so obsessed with themselves well I think well is that surely the case across all not comedians all, but not I think the, the general men. trait probably would be I think women are far more um, at ease with talking about times when they don't feel brilliant yeah when they don't feel yeah. like they've yeah, ripped it or, you know, honest, taken yeah. the roof off the place. <laughs> you know, all of this language that I see, I smashing it, it yeah, yeah. smashing it, ripping it, um, <laughs> destroying it, yeah. um, all well, of these words. another one as well. Um, it was maybe in the old days he said that, in the 90s. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, rip the tits off it was one that did occur, oh, yeah, sick. oh yeah, that's one, rip the roof off, rip the tits off, various other, you know, things, and you're like, wow, all these words are quite, um, quite aggressive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and smashing it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, can't we just... Do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd all like to have a nice time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely smash the gig. Mm. That language sets up a platform where in your mind you go, I don't know if I'm capable of smashing yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. What do you, you know, say when you're whisk it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. yeah. So I um I think it's um much more interesting to talk about when you don't feel great. Because mm-hmm. success is easy. Yeah. Dealing with failure is a, it takes a bit of um gumption. Bit of don't they? The reason that you are in such a good place has got because you have such a supportive wife mm. and and presumably you share these insecurities with her. And oh, completely. She, and, she and she knows you. me very well. She's mm-hmm. practically got a wall chart of when I will plummet. <laughs> she, you know, I phoned her the other day and I wasn't feeling great. She went, I knew, it's about now, so <laughs> this happens. <laughs> she knows. She went, well, it's, you know, day 16, and, you know, this is what happens to you every time. And By the way, she's from Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, <laughs> so wonderful, yeah. I adore her. So, um... She's, you know, every time this happens. I mean, two years ago it was exactly the same. And so she knows, and she. But she's a calming influence on you. Totally. I mean, again, mm. so so incredibly supportive. And she's my, arriving soon, isn't my, she? She's arriving in oh. just under two hours. Oh, well, that's lovely. Oh, yeah, lovely. So I've left some washing up for it to do. See, <laughs> <laughs> not all, not all equality. <laughs> 
a pile of washing there and some washing up to do, love. Um, but what, my, my wife is incredible because um, she met me when I was 26. She's a bit older than me. Mm-hmm. She was 40. Um, uh, she had a job and a career and a house and pets and mm-hmm. a car in Holland. And I had a room in a shared house <laughs> with an idea of what I wanted to do with yeah. for my life. I didn't realise you met her that, that long ago. That yeah, mad. we've been together 20 years. Oh, my oh, God. 20 years. Yeah, that's incredible. And she sold her house, her car, gave up her job, Move. gave her cats away, oh and moved to live with me wow. in a tiny room in a shared flat in North London wow. when I was... I would say I probably had a fiver in the bank, <laughs> if that. Just cash under the bed. And you hadn't <laughs> even started stand-up. I hadn't even it properly started, started stand-up. Oh, and what a now, woman. now I think... quite liked you. Well, I think... <laughs> now when I think about it, I think she must be totally insane. Yeah. <laughs> She's so heart-driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite head-driven. Sure. She is so heart-driven. Yeah, that's probably why you work very well together. Yeah. Together did you we're almost an anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met on holiday in Greece. Oh, really? Yeah, did you? a mutual friend. Oh, and then we spent 18 months going back and two, back and two from me. Like, all of my money went on flights mm-hmm. um, to Holland. And, and then she would come up. So every three weeks we'd see each other for nearly two years. Mm-hmm. And then she sold everything and moved over. And... I think about it now, and I think... That was a huge, huge commitment. Oh, my God. I mean, clearly I'm a massive cat. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> think about that. I was 26 and I had no money. Yeah, yeah. And no real prospects. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. just an idea. Yeah, yeah. And she absolutely got on board with that yeah. and has been... And I was difficult. You know, it's depressing and it's hard when you're, tr- you're starting out. And oh, I was driving I to Portsmouth for a fiver or Plymouth for a tenner. And yeah. it's, it was brutal when I think about it. Often I did gigs where I remember once driving to Plymouth and I was quite excited because I was getting 100 quid. Oh. And I know, big time, 100 quid cash. Yeah. Um, by the time I'd filled my car up with petrol, that was 40 quid. Mm-hmm. And then I drove to Plymouth and got a flash by speed camera. Oh, shit. I got a 60 quid fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the money there, right yeah, there. Yeah, so it was all gone. Mm-hmm. So it it's was, got a yeah. bit better than that it's now. It's got better than that now. Mm. But God, it was hard. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking really like, hard. starting out. And Cindy just had to really gigs. support me. Yeah. Um, and the, the stand-up industry actually is getting more difficult, don't you think, as far as not so much you at your stage, but, but the club. The clubs are harder. Mm. It's getting harder to mm. get people in because to entertain, the way people are entertained has changed. I know. You know, television has Terrifying. changed because television is almost no more. It's all online, um, online streaming. Yeah. Um, because there's so much more content. It mm. does get diluted. And therefore, like everything, like music, mm-hmm. um, like all of those things, bands struggling to get money f- from the actual sale of their records. Mm-hmm. But so it's it's live work now where they make their money, bands. Yeah. Um, and so similarly with comedians, it has to be different. It has to be different revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way it is, and I think things have always changed. Yeah. Yeah. And. I think you're at a different stage, though, so people will come out and see you. Yeah. So you're at the the just to manage to yeah, just about you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's you hard. you don't do club uh, sets anymore, do you? Not so much. No, no. I, and it's only in the last year that I've stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 
Yeah, because it was because um, I'd done it and I'd done it. I'd done it a lot. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then one day you wake up as you get older as well. You go, I'm just tired. Mm, mm. Not just you know, I've still got a lot of energy and I do a lot of things, but I'm tired of doing that. Yeah, I want to do something different. So do you just prefer touring your own shows? I basically? will be touring after after Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, this do, show, yeah, this show, yeah. So doing that, you're doing the whole of the UK. Um, pretty much, yeah. It kind of covers a lot, yeah. Is that in uh, autumn? <laughs> yeah, September to December. Yeah. Um, I and mean, then we'll see. Yeah. When? What size of venues are you are you going to? Do you know I haven't looked properly? I've let my producer, but yeah, art centres. So you're you're not stadium. No, God, no, no, no. Could not even large theatres. No art centres. Have you ever done? I mean, I, well, I've done live at the Apollo, haven't you? I've but done live at the, but the biggest I did the. Do you remember when um, Off the Curb used to run that gig for um, Great Ormond Street Hospital? Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. O2 Gala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've done five minutes at the O2. Is mm-hmm. that horrendous? Oh my god, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. Because do you not get that? You can't hear. Yes, you just hear yourself coming back in different layers. Oh, yes, god. and. You know, it's such a difficult thing to do in comedy. Mm. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was because yeah, sure. I, you know, I stood behind you going, "Well, this will be the first and last time this ever happens." <laughs> Twelve thousand people in one go. Mm-hmm. It's a horrific way to watch comedy. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're so yeah. far away. Yeah, you're seeing this tiny ant. Yeah, right. Oh, you're watching a big screen, which you could watch yeah. on TV. Okay, yeah. why, why would you want to do that? I know, exactly. Somebody beside you is rattling away in the back of the crisps. Mm-hmm. You know, other people are going for a wee, coming back with beers. Yeah, it, it's yeah. horrific. Yeah, exactly. I think a sort of, oh, I mean, the, the dream would be, you know, 700 to 1,000 seat theatres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. I think that is... That'd be lovely. And that's like max that you can, that is good for comedy. Intimate, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 But that is a dream, and yeah. it is, um, you know. Uh, well, although, after Celebrity MasterChef. Well, after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. Wait see what I've come yeah. to up on and, that. And your sitcom. Oh, the sitcom that's still it. Yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we'll see. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Exactly. You know. We wish you all the best for the future. You're coming to. Um, Compare our final of so you think it's I am yes. again, yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah, and we're looking forward to. Um, Katie has done nearly all the heats, and we've got yeah. some nice girls in there. Yes, nice right. girls, nice guys, nice girls, <laughs> nice guys. Right. Yeah, and I want to say thank you both very, very much as well because you've been a tremendous support over the years. You really, really have sure. coming here and being able to perform here is a real treat for me. So thank you, oh, both very thank much. you, no, it means a lot. It's, it's means a, a joy lot. to have you. My God, yeah. you're, <laughs> you are an absolute joy. Yeah. Oh, I did ask my producer the other day. I went, "Am I a diva?" They went, "Oh, not even close." I went, yeah. right, well, I'm really got to work on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even close. Exactly. I expect a basket of kittens in my dressing room this evening. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much, Zoe. Utter pleasure.